0: This is Jesse Strickland, and you are listening to the Even Song podcast. This is the first episode of what is intended to be a limited run podcast where I'm looking at my 2021 album, Even Song. Uh, in each of the episodes, we're going to be looking at a different one of the the 17 songs that are on the album, or maybe a, a group of songs, depending on uh, how it makes sense the most. Uh, but each podcast will look at Um, how the song fits into an even song service. Uh, I'll give some historical explanations uh, as they're necessary. I'll talk about the biblical themes and the scriptures that are used. uh, And then I'll talk about the musical choices that were made, uh, the instrumentation, the structure, any lyrical choices or changes to liturgical lyrics, uh, any personal challenges that I I faced uh, within recording the song, um, perhaps how... God used the song before, during, or after I wrote it, uh, and any fun musical facts that I have, or any fun just bits of trivia about about the song itself. So uh, today, for the first one, I'm going to be giving a little bit of background on uh, the introit, which is the first song, uh, but I also need to give a little bit of back song on what an even song service is and the overall structure of the album. So an Evensong service has its roots. We have to go back to uh, the Catholic service of Vespers. Vespers is Latin for evening, uh, so it was the 6 p.m. prayer services. Traditionally, the Catholic Church would have eight prayer services through the course of the day, each um, about, I think it's three hours apart. Uh, And like I said, Vespers was the 6 p.m. service, and it usually included uh, the singing of four songs. Uh, psalms, the singing of four psalms. Well, fast forward a little bit. Henry the Eighth uh, wants a divorce uh, in the what was it? The sixteenth century, and so the Church of England is born. They they split from the Catholic Church over uh, Henry the Eighth, and so when the Church of England is born, they they retained that 6pm service, uh, and the service still retains many of the same elements. And it's sometimes referred to as a choral evensong uh, because of how much of the service is sung, uh, particularly by a choir accompanied usually by the organ. But it, it remains that the focus is on the psalms and other biblical songs or canticles, uh, namely the Magnificat and the Newt uh, which are both taken from the book of Luke. So that's Mary's prayer and then the prayer of Simeon when he sees Jesus. Uh, So that that brings up the question so, why did I choose an evensong service for the structure of this album? Um, I was on a a research trip in England in 2018, and I experienced a lot of evensong services within the Anglican Church. And while I I knew academically about evensong services, that 2018 trip. Uh, really immersed me in the world of even song services, and I, I I really found they're 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 very cool, uh, and their liturgical structure is is um, story like, and you can see um, the structure of the of the gospel uh, within the even song services structure, and so that was why uh, the even song service was even in my head to begin with it was from this 2018. Um, uh, research trip. And while I was on that trip, I took a lot of, uh, of audio clips of, uh, the singers. I took clips of church bells. I took clips of just, um, the, the length of, of echoes within the, within these cathedrals that we were visiting. So I took a lot of, of audio, uh, samples, um, and so I, I, I knew when, I wanted, uh, that when we got back that I, I wanted to, to use some of those samples in uh, an album. And at the time, I had a loose collection of songs, but I didn't really know what I was going to do with them. But then um, in sitting down and coming up with what the, the theme for the album was uh, in terms of emotion, in terms of story... Uh, the, the ideas that permeated most of the songs were ideas of repent and return, and so I eventually chose Amos 5 as the thesis statement of the album, uh, specifically uh, large chunks at the beginning of the chapter and then some from the end. And This is not exactly cheery uh, portions of scripture. This is not going to be found on any Hallmark cards. Uh, you're not going to really send these as encouragement to your friends, but uh, it is an important passage within the Old Testament, and a lot of the words of the, the Minor Prophets especially uh, show up in the, in the lyrics of, the, of, this, of this album. So I'm going to read a portion of it now, uh, starting in uh, Amos chapter 5, verse 4. It says, For thus says the Lord to the house of Israel, Seek me and live, but do not seek Bethel, and do not enter into Gilgal, or cross over into Beersheba. For Gilgal shall surely go into exile, and Bethel shall come to nothing. Seek the Lord and live, lest he break out like a fire in the house of Joseph, and it devour, with none to quench it for Bethel. So the the places that he's mentioning there are are places of, of Israelite worship. And so he's saying, seek me, and do not seek Bethel or Gilgal, these places of worship. Uh, But seek the Lord and live, uh, and not uh, these places of of worship. Uh, And then I'm going to skip down to verse 14. Seek good and not evil that you may live, so the Lord, the God of hosts, will be with you, as you have said. Hate evil, and love good, and establish justice in the gate. And it may be that the Lord, the God of hosts, will be gracious to the remnant of Joseph." Uh, And then skipping down again um, to verse 21, I hate, I despise your feasts, and I take no delight in your solemn assemblies. Even though you offer me your burnt offerings and grain offerings, I will not accept them. And the peace offerings of your fatted animals, I will not look upon them. Take away from me the noise of your songs, and to the melody of your harps I will not listen. But let justice roll down like waters, and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream." So what the Lord is essentially saying is that His laws and His commandments are not being observed, and so therefore, the worship of Israel at this time means absolutely nothing because His laws are going unobserved, and so essentially, uh, they're just going through the motions in offering sacrifices in temple worship, because justice is not going forth; it justice has been has been stifled, and so that. And so that theme right there, while it's it's very weighty and uh, and solemn, became the thesis statement of of this album. It was a call, both personally and to the church corporately, uh, to repent and to return. Because without um, God's laws being observed within our own hearts and within the church's hearts collectively, uh, the worship that we do uh, does not matter to God. He will not hear our melodies. Uh, and so I thought it would be uh, a good vehicle uh, to choose a, a high church structure uh, as as a commentary uh, on Amos chapter 5. And I do want to go ahead and say that the commentary is not on the Anglican church itself. Uh, the Evensong service just provided a, a nice framing device. So it's not a, a commentary saying that the Anglican church specifically is not following the laws of the Lord and needs to repent. No, it's it's about the church as a whole uh, and about me personally. Um, and the, the Evensong service provided a nice framing device for that. So, you can see the high church service uh, on the one side and how... Um, that is a commentary on Amos 5 where Israel's solemn assemblies uh, meant nothing because the law of the Lord was not going forth. So with all of that in mind, what is the structure of an even song service? Uh, it's not rigid, first off. There are a number of elements that are, are usually present and commonly in the order that I'm about to give, but it's not always in that order. So typically within an even song service, we're going to see uh, the introit, which is again, Latin for entrance, uh, the readings, which are uh, from the Old Testament, one reading from the Old Testament and one reading from the New Testament, the canticles, which I mentioned earlier is the Magnificat and the New um, the prayers. Um, so, we have some prayers and responses. Uh, those are usually chanted, uh, and the prayers within an even song service are from a specific book of prayers. They're not just someone uh, ad-libbing a prayer. There's usually uh, a recitation of the Apostles' Creed. There's the organ voluntary, which is just an instrumental from the organ, uh, and then there's usually uh, an anthem and some psalms uh, that are sung by the choir or led by the choir. And then I used all of those uh, in this album, and then some of the optional sections like the homily. So the homily would be uh, a brief sermon, which is not necessarily common in even song services, but you will, you will see it from time to time. So now let's talk specifically about the introit, this first song on, on the album. Uh, like I said, it means entrance, and so it serves as the call to worship. Uh, the song or songs of the introit are sung as the priest enters the place of worship, and sometimes the choir is in place, sometimes they process in from the back of the sanctuary. Um, and pretty much always, the Gloria Patri is added to the end of it. And I'll talk more about the Gloria Patri in the next episode, when I actually are, am looking at the track that includes the Gloria Patri for the first time. So, in selecting an introit for this album, my first thought was uh, Phos Ileron, which English translated is Hail Gladdening Light. This is the oldest surviving extra-biblical hymn that we have, dating from about the 3rd century. Like I said about Vespers, it was the 6pm service. Even before Vespers, was a service, 6 p.m. was the lighting of the lamps service. And so Fos Ileron, Hail Gladdening Light, would be the hymn that was sung while they light the lamps. And it, it actually talks about the lights of evening. However, as you've probably heard from the album, the the opening of Magnify Your Name is is particularly captivating with its uh, 180 beats per minute tempo and uh, rhythmic guitars. So I was torn between a, a long opener with Hail Gladdening Light doing a setting of Hail Gladdening Light and the, the captivating opening of Magnify Your Name. And so I didn't want to lose momentum on the album with a long opener. And so I replaced Hail Gladdening Light with the intro that's actually on the album. So the intro that's on the album was a late edition, but I, I really wanted a clear declaration of the main musical motif of the album, which is this. So in terms of instrumentation, this is just an acoustic guitar. And what you're hearing is known as harmonics. This is when you uh, lightly press your finger on the string. You don't actually press the string down. You just kind of stop its vibration a little bit and then you pluck uh, on certain locations. And it um, is difficult to explain acoustically what is happening there in a couple of sentences, but it has a bit of a bell-like quality. and so um that to me was close enough to a church bell to to mimic a call to worship um and like i said it's um the defining leitmotif of the album it's the it's the musical theme that goes throughout um the entire album from start to finish and you hear it multiple times in between so you might call it a leitmotif um a leitmotif is a a, a musical term it's german um that means head motif or head theme. Uh, and so it's it's a specific motif in music that um, is meant to indicate a, a particular person, a place, or a feeling. So you might think of the Shire theme from Lord of the Rings or the Imperial March to mean Darth Vader uh, from Star Wars. In the album, though, it's the call of the prophet. Uh, and that is not explained until the 14th track, Uh, it's it's not until return. So you hear it a number of times throughout the album, but you don't know entirely what it means until we hear this in return. so this particular uh, motif is meant to uh, symbolize in in just a couple of musical bars the ideas of repentance and return Uh, another Motif that we have running through the album again is the Gloria Patri, which means glory to the Father, uh, and I'll explain that in the next episode. So, a fun personal challenge on this song in terms of recording it is that this piece isn't physically possible. This is something that I like to do when I'm recording, is to do stuff that isn't physically possible because playing it live, we have certain limitations, and so within recording, to do things that aren't physically possible, we can create sounds that we haven't heard before. And I think that's that's a good deal of fun. And so obviously I was playing this on the acoustic guitar, but getting that melody, uh, you can't play a full scale um, live without either having multiple guitars or uh, some sort of weird special tuning. And so uh, what I did is I took my guitar and I sampled a whole bunch of these harmonics to create two octaves of a B-flat major scale, and then I sat there and I literally moved these samples into place so that it sounds like it's actually happening. And then there is a counter melody that's that's me playing just regularly in B-flat major, but for the most part this is, this is samples of guitar harmonics, which I thought was really cool. Uh, so the last thing that I wanted to say about this was that I had the idea on a run. Uh, and so I was I was looking for a way to introduce the uh, the main theme. And I didn't know how to do that creatively. And so I ended up coming up with this idea on the run because I had already uh, recorded "How Merciful You Are to Break me," And that song opens with um, harmonics, which are played live. those are not. those are just uh, harmonics that are available on the guitar um, without having to do any sampling. And so I wanted to tie in that because, um, without getting too much into the music theory, harmonics use just intonation, which is slightly different than equal temperament, which is what uh, guitar frets use. And so uh, being able to use just intonation in Hummers, Will you Are to Break Me uh, is sort of different than anything else you hear on the album. And so I wanted a way to to tie in uh, those harmonics to the rest of the album so it didn't stick out as much. And so I came up with the idea of recording uh the, the, the light motif on guitar harmonics. And I think it turned out turned out pretty cool. So uh let's listen to it one more time. That's pretty much all that I had for this week. Uh, Next week, we'll look at the Magnify Your Name, which um, includes the Gloria Patri, which is a very common uh, liturgical text that uh, is added to the end of a lot of, of other songs and psalms. And so it's recurring throughout the album as well. Yeah, so stay tuned for that next week. And thank you for tuning in this week. Hopefully you found this enlightening and enjoyable.